Dave, 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 it's me, your less intelligent, less attractive co-host of Daddy Issues, Dominic, and I'm calling you again, Dave, hi. Hey, man, didn't we just do this? No, 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 I don't have time to listen to your repetitive greetings. I've been thinking about Star Wars and The Force, and it's all I've been thinking about, and I had to call you back because there's no one else who will listen to me. Can we... Do we have to no, do it No, Dave, I told you there's not enough time. We're doing it right now. Uh, okay, go on then. What, what, what have you got? No, no, it's okay. I, we can come back to it. We can come back to it. It's not, you know, it's, I guess it's not that important if I'm taking... That's cool. I want to make a sandwich anyway, so I'll talk to you next no, time. No, 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 I was lying. I was just trying to get your approval. Oh. No, okay, we're doing this right now because I was thinking about the force and how it ties in to uh, George Lucas's meta-fiction of his own narrative. Right. Yeah, that's the kind of response I like to hear. Right, because in Star Wars, there is a constant loop of the same thing happening. And it's always put down to the Force, right? It's the dark side begins to rise and upsets the balance of the Force. And as a dark side user corrupts the Force, the Force will balance itself by creating a new hero who can overthrow the evil and save the day. Okay, right? yeah. Yeah, and that is what in Star Wars we find out is the, is the, overall, you know, the overall story. But it's also the arc of Star Wars' narrative fiction. At the same time, the Force is acting as a metaphor for a narrative device. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. And I was thinking about how this works and how ultimately Disney and George Lucas himself are the Sith. <laughs> and that's okay. why I had to call you back. Can, uh, have you got some elaboration? No, no, that was it. That's it. All right. Well, okay. No, no, no. So I do. Bit, I do. Uh, I'll elaborate. Just for the, the the point of this conversation, I will elaborate. No. There's an infamous quote from George Lucas, from the making of the Phantom Menace, uh, documentary. Right. When they were making the Phantom Menace, they made this making of to show people how it all worked behind the scenes, and it ended up being this kind of damning, self-critical documentary. It's it's brilliant because it shows. It really shows how George Lucas gets carried away with his own, um, his own ego and his own momentum and doesn't stop and check himself when he has the chance. And one of yeah. his famous quotes is about how in The Phantom Menace, um, Anakin uh, flies into the droid control ship and destroys it in the climax. Right. Yeah. And he said that this is just like when Luke goes down the trench of the Death Star and destroys it in A New Hope. It's Anakin doing this foreshadowing the same thing that Luke would do uh, in you know, three movies later. And the infamous George Lucas quote is, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Oh. OK. Right. And this is something that George Lucas has tried to carry over throughout all of the movies, right? So there is a structural similarity between all of his creations. 
which is why, like, Attack of the Clones is supposed to be the Dark One, and why Anakin Skywalker gets his hand cut off in Attack of the Clones, because Luke Skywalker gets his hand cut off in the second movie in The Empire Strikes Back, right? And so he creates this idea of symmetry and rhyming and poetry, but then explains it as, oh, well, it's the Force, right? The reason that this happens is because the Force works in a symmetrical way. And this is something we touched on on our previous Star Wars issue with my father, where we spoke, um, we spoke about how George Lucas uses the prequels to fill in the gaps of mistakes he makes in the original trilogy, right? Narrative inconsistencies that he makes in the original trilogy, he uses the prequels to kind of pave over. Yeah. And then excuses it as the force, and the perfect example of this is the uh, Anakin Skywalker is Jesus metaphor yeah. in, in the prequels, okay. right? Mm. He, he has this concept that is um, Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one. There's this prophecy that he's going to destroy the Sith and, and balance the Force, right? which is never mentioned at all in the original trilogy. There is no assumption, there, there is no prophecy, there is no, oh, maybe Luke was the chosen one after all. But none of this, it, it doesn't come up. It's mm. only introduced in The Phantom Menace as this mythical tie that um, connects Anakin to the whole overall story. And we're told it's the Force, but it's not. It's narrative storytelling. Right, And it's the same thing that we see in the sequel trilogy where, oh, there's another Death Star. It must be because the Force. And it's the same okay. thing we see in uh, Knights of the Old Republic where they have uh, this thing called the Star Forge, which I have a tattoo of. Um, and that's like the Death Star in that game. And the excuse is always... Ah, but it's the force, right? These things happen again and again and again. It's cyclical. The, yeah. um, we, we have these cycles of uh, of the Jedi and then the Sith rise only to be defeated and then the Sith rise only to be defeated. But the force is not some spiritual Asian-inspired nirvana. It's repetitive narration of a bankrupt concept and it's money. And this is where it, it turns out that the dark side is Disney and it's George Lucas. Because Disney had a completed product with the original trilogy, right? The story is... Uh, there's, there's this guy called Space Jesus. And Space, <laughs> and Space Jesus' destiny is to sacrifice himself and save the galaxy. And by saving the galaxy, he will cleanse it of evil, right? Only 20 years later, evil appears again because Disney needs to make more movies. Which yeah. means that the entire sacrifice and the entire story arc that George Lucas created from episode one to episode six is nullified because the prophecy that he would balance the force is ultimately corrupted by the fact that this narrative re repetition had to continue so that Disney could make more money. It's like The Matrix. It's this simulation that 
perpetuates itself just so it, and just so it can keep repeating the same thing and tricking human minds into believing that they're living in the real world when when we're not yes so, it, exactly they've created a repetitive narrative structure to hook you in so that they can sell tickets to their movies which are built to an ultimate climax of of drama and action and adventure and yeah hum- a, a person will will rise from the from the, the myriad to save the universe but ultimately it's just all going to happen again and it's the perfect excuse to print money right because you can tell the same story again and again and again and then be like oh but the dark side came back and the excuse is always that let's take uh anakin skywalker right the dark side arose because anakin skywalker had a thirst for power he needed power and it ultimately corrupted him right yeah even though he wanted it for selfless reasons right he wanted to save padme's life but when he started to thirst for power it got to the point where it became greed and his greed and his greed over padme led him to choke her when he thought that she was sleeping with obi-wan in that moment on mustafar Right, Obi-Wan comes down from the ship and he's like, you're with him. And Anakin chokes her and almost kills his pregnant wife because, you know, that guy can be redeemed. (laughs) So it's all about power and it's all about greed. And that is what we learn the dark side is all about. Right. And when we get to the return of the Jedi, that's the deal that the Emperor tries to make to Luke. Right. Think of the power you can have. You can be by my side. You can replace your father. It's all about power and it's all about greed. And when we go into the next sequel, what does Kylo Ren want? He wants to be as powerful as Darth Vader and he wants all that power for himself, which is why he ultimately kills Snoke and takes the, uh, you know, the first order for himself. But who is it? that really benefits from the repeated narration of a thirst for power and greed. It's the people who make those stories again and again and again and use their power of narration and their greed for the money that it brings in to keep telling this story over and over and over. And the initial point was supposed to be that the galaxy is hopeful, right? There is hopeful because there's always good that will counterbalance the evil. But that's the lie. Star Wars doesn't say that it's, there's hope. It says there isn't hope because every time evil is defeated, it returns because they need your money. Yeah, and they'll get it. It's like you said before, it's printing money. It's guaranteed. If in 10 years they go, there's going to be a new Star Wars trilogy, it will make a gazillion dollars at the box office. Even the people who hated the last ones. You think about the prequel trilogy, right? All of the Star Wars fans who grew up with Star Wars loathed the prequel trilogy and said it was shit. Then the sequel trilogy came out and all of those people who hated the prequels still went to see the new ones, which everybody, well, not everyone hated, but they weren't unanimously well received, right? Then in 10, 15 years, when the new movies come out, it will be the same thing. The Mandalorian is the perfect example of that, right? People hated the last jedi and hated the rise of skywalker but all of those people who either loved or hated them 
heaped praise on The Mandalorian and was like, oh, I know that you, this studio, Disney, just corrupted my childhood. But yeah, I'll pay for a Disney Plus subscription and watch their TV series that's executive produced yeah. and directed by the same people. It is. But I, I wonder, though, if there's, there is hope in all Star Wars fans, no matter how, whenever they came into it, whether they came into it in the original trilogy or after, that they know that the universe is rich in possibility and in the right hands like as proven with the mandalorian in the right hands and done the right way it you can create really good stories um so no matter how many prequel trilogies come out that you know um repel everybody except for children and then a sequel trilogy that comes out that splits people kind of down the middle there'll always be the next thing which people will go well this i like the originals and I like the Mandalorian, so maybe the next thing will be good. Which is kind of a, the bummer about that whole slate of new Disney Star Wars properties that we spoke about when we spoke about the Mandalorian. Is just that it's kind of like I can't think of a great analogy, but it's kind of like just throwing a bunch of um, dice on the table and hoping they all land on six when you know that they aren't. Some of them might, and a lot of them won't. But you might at least, the more you put down, the more chances you are you're going to get a hit. And it won't matter how many times you fail and how many people you turn off because give it a bit of time and people will forget and give you another chance. And I think that is where it links back into my, uh, my analogy of the force and the greed. And I think you can even replace the word force for money in, in this case, right? Because... The story of the Force is there is not a light side and a dark side to the Force, right? There is the Force, and the dark side is a Sith who corrupts the Force and bends it to their will, right? Okay, like money. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. And the more of this power you try and corrupt and take for yourself, the more the Force will eventually try and counteract you. And that's why Star Wars is also full of these ideas of nature versus technology. Why Darth Vader is more machine than man? Because the nature, the force within him has been corrupted and he relies on the technology to survive. It's why the Sith keep building these technological terrors, I think, as Darth Vader calls the Death Star. They have to keep building these over-the-top ridiculous concepts because the Force will eventually try and... Will, will introduce a Luke Skywalker, right? The Sith are always having to try and be one step ahead of, of the Jedi. Because they know eventually the Force will balance itself. So it's all about how much of a stranglehold can you keep before the elastic band slaps back into place, right? How far can you stretch it before it comes back? Yeah. And that, I think, is the ultimate lesson that disney are going to learn with star wars and the mcu with marvel is how far can you stretch this elastic band before it snaps and i think for marvel they became very close with the inhumans tv series right do you even remember that when they made an yeah 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 it was completely lambasted yeah and they came very close to snapping that elastic band but they didn't and the new slate of marvel movies is going to see okay, we we resolved everything with Infinity War. Can we keep stretching now that Chadwick Boseman is dead? Because Mm. that was what was going to allow them to keep stretching was, you know, was people's love for that 
and for that character and for that world that they created. Can they keep it going without him? How far can they keep stretching? For Star Wars, on the other hand, it's, okay, we've made the next trilogy. Can we keep making Rogue One's Han Solo solo movies mm-hmm. and these uh, you know, Disney Plus TV shows? Can we keep stretching before a Luke Skywalker appears and destroys them? Right, and I think the advantage they have is that Luke Skywalker in in the real life case is probably Dave Filoni, so Disney yeah, yeah. Disney have actually managed to like the Emperor bring Dave Filoni over to <laughs> to the, the dark, dark side, side. Um, and we'll see you know see where that goes. But you know how again how far can they keep stretching? this thing before the money stops before people will stop or stop doing it and um i think if the second season of the mandalorian had been shit then they would suffer a lot but they got lucky but they didn't get lucky they trusted the right people to do it Mm. rather than what they did with the movies which was just throw cash and hope it works yeah 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 and can i ask you a question about the prophecy Yes. In the prequels. So they say that someone is going to arise who will bring balance to the force, right? And balance to me meaning 50-50 split mm. between light and dark. That's the only way balance can be achieved. Or are the Jedi so... Are the Jedi a lot more bloody-minded than they seem to be? And because when Anakin turns to the dark side at the end of the Revenge of the Sith... Obi Wan says, "It was said that you would end the Sith, not destroy them." Like, not well, you ju- can't have balance, yeah. and you can't and genocide at the same time. So, which is it? Okay, you 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 slipped up slightly. You said you were supposed to end the Sith, not destroy them. You mean you were supposed to <laughs> end them. the Sith, not join them? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that yes. is what I meant. Yeah, uh, she was actually he was supposed to destroy them. Um, that's why there is no light side and dark side in Star Wars. Right. There is the force and the force is like Mother Nature. Right. Or or God. Right. Within, you know, or karma, I guess. But it's like saying there is good karma and there is bad karma, except for with the force, there is not good force. Right. You have you have the force like nature and then you have the corruption of nature, which is the dark side. Right. Okay. Right. So, so you have the Jedi are Jedi because they give themselves over to the Force, which is why when a Jedi dies, they become one with the Force and they become these ghosts. And the Sith thirst for power is like a thirst for eternal life. It's to to refuse the Force, right? To harness its power for yourself. But because they are so full of greed and this again this thirst for power they can never become one with the force so the jedi receive eternal life and this kind of ghost-like existence where their consciousness continues to exist because they accept nature and they are one with it whereas being a jedi is like going with a river right you you understand the power of the river and you feel it and you embrace it and then you can harness the flow of the river through your own life but ultimately you're going to end up where the river takes you and the force decides where you go within that river yeah. whereas if you're a sith it's like you're damning that river 
right? The river is taking you a certain way and you are going to dam it and like build up a wall to stop the water and then harness all of the power of that river for yourself. That's a great analogy. But ultimately, a Luke Skywalker is going to come along and burst that dam. And when he does, the force will flow through and you will be destroyed. And the Death Star and, you know, the Starkiller base and, and all of this stuff is just like a bigger and bigger dam that these Sith are trying to create, you know, to, to, try, and, to try and stop all of, you know, to yeah. stop a Luke Skywalker. Or, and it's why, ultimately, the politics in Star Wars doesn't matter. It's not about the Republic versus the Separatists. And it's not about the rebels versus the empire. It's not about the, what are they called? The first order the and the resistance. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, it's not about <laughs> them. It's about the Jedi and the Sith in each iteration. Because the, the political system can change, but the force will always remain consistent. And there will always be someone that tries to steal power from the force um, and, and block that river. And that's what Disney are doing with each of these with each of these things, right? That you have a narrative construct that exists. And every time you try and damn the narrative of there is balance in the force, no, there's not, because we need to make another movie. Okay, well, we've resolved that and the force continues. No, it's not. It's 10 years later and we need to make another movie. And that's ultimately how it goes. And the more they try and profit from it, the more they build these things, the more likely that consumers are going to come along, bust that dam and say, we're oversaturated in this market. And I can't stand to look at Darth Vader on another cereal box. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've bought Darth Vader cereal at some point in my life. Of course, of course we all have, right? Well, that's the thing, but isn't it? It's like, this will keep happening, as you say, but we are those consumers who will go back and watch it. Yes. We will pay. We'll pay the cinema, uh, the the ticket at the cinema, and we will pay a Disney Plus subscription so that we can watch and absorb these things, even if it means just for the, so that we can say that we saw it and we can tell everyone that it's shit. Mm. But what we also allow, as fans of Star Wars who buy this stuff, who want this stuff, is we allow Jake Lloyd, Hayden Christensen. The actress who played Rose, I can't remember her name. Do you remember what's, what's her name? Um, Kelly Tran. Yes, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran. Yes, yeah. We and uh, is it Ahmed Best, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We allow these people to have their lives destroyed by bullying, by hate, by this vicious, destructive fandom out of our own greed, where we have bought in to the dark side that Disney are giving us. And we have bought into that cycle, and then we turn our love, our love for Star Wars... Air quotes love. Our air quotes thing. love for Star Wars <laughs> into a weaponized form of hate that ruins people's lives. And it ruined Jake Lloyd's life. You know, it hurt Hayden Christensen a lot. And as you say about about uh, Kelly Trani, well, we've seen, we've seen in recent years what that's done. And we, have, we as fans buy into that system. And that's why it's the dark side, because it brings us along with it. 
and there are not enough you know there are not enough people willing to say actually i don't want to see another series of the mandalorian because i don't want these people to get their lives ruined just for the sake of another baby yoda <laughs> yeah and you don't see it in other in other properties you know you you can do for sure but when the next season of the good place came out people were like oh no oh i love the good place you know, oh, i hate ted danson <laughs> no one hates ted danson well exactly but the, none of these <laughs> other people deserved hate either they were just actors in a movie yeah you know and uh, we have been corrupted by the greed and the power that other that these corporations have sought and they've turned us into sith with them so is there no is there no light side is there no um is there no way to enjoy these properties while still serving the ultimate good of the force are we can we not can we not watch star wars movies or can we not watch the mandalorian and can we not play the old republic because in doing so we are supporting the the empire is there not a way that we can do both that's a really good question and I don't, I don't know that I have an answer for that. But it's something that, which speaks to a, a larger thing within the world itself. It's like choosing where you go on holiday, right? Do I want to go on holiday to Dubai, for example, where I know that people are held in extreme conditions, especially workers, you know, immigrant workers from India and Southeast Asia? And, you know... Do I want to go to Saudi Arabia on holiday, even though it might be beautiful, even though there are public executions? And you know, do I want to go to America on holiday when it's the world's largest polluter of the environment and has the most nuclear weapons on the planet? And you know, these are questions we ultimately have to to ask ourselves and answer. And I don't, I don't think I have that solution for you. Um, well, those are those are questions that we do need to ask ourselves, and on smaller scales, what we do in our own neighbourhoods and our own homes. But I'm of the mind that not there are very few people that do. Most mm. people just pursue their own hedonistic desires and do what makes them happy, and don't think anything beyond beyond that. And that's just and kind of the, the human way. And this is why ultimately that idea in Star Wars of like a grey Jedi, right? You know, they say, oh, I'd like to be a Jedi who doesn't really follow all the strict rules that the Jedi Order do. I want to be someone who can like not be a, a weird psycho monk, but then also not Darth Vader, you know, someone who just exists in the middle of the Force. It's Why... like, yeah, I want to be me, except I can use the Force and have a lightsaber. Basically. Yes. I want to be human. Yeah, but it's why yeah. that person cannot exist within Star Wars. Because once you, and it's why they keep bringing up in the prequels these rules of like, no, you can't get married and you can't have children and you can't have attachments. And as a baby, you have to be taken away from your parents at a young age because these emotions of loss and anger, like, I don't know if anyone's ever broken up with you before in your life, but people have broken up with me. And like girlfriends are broken up with me, and if I had force powers, I would be shooting lightning all over the fucking place, <laughs> right? Because that's what being human means, and the only way to actually be zen 
and Jedi is to remove those attachments from your life. So maybe the only way to actually honour what Star Wars was and to prevent people from being hurt hurt by it and by the fandom in the future is to leave it behind. Abstain. Yeah. And is to yeah. is to um leave Star Wars as the Jedi have to leave behind their worldly possessions and their attachments and their love. Maybe we have to leave Star Wars because there's no other way to honor what it meant and what it was without destroying, you know, destroying what it was. And people say that, you know, pre during the prequels, people said to George Lucas, you ruined my childhood. And then during the, the, the sequel trilogy, people said, you ruined my childhood, which is all about Jar Jar Binks. I loved Jar Jar Binks when I was a kid. Mm. And are those people right? No, George Lucas didn't ruin their childhood. Shut the fuck up. The fact that they would say <laughs> so proves that they should not be watching Star Wars anymore. <laughs> and they have to yeah. leave it behind because otherwise they are just toxic and, and dangerous. And they're ordinary people that become corrupted by this dark side. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe it's time for us all to leave it behind and probably marvel along with it. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I, I don't know if it will happen. I mean, personally, no, I there's always going to be that... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, see, I don't see us turning our backs on popular culture, really. But that was just what I was thinking about while I was taking a shit. Oh, okay. Cool. So that's that's why I had to call you. You know, it's, well, it's one of those moments where I'm, at, I'm like, oh my god, this shit is great, but I've got to call Dave. <laughs> and I've been holding it in this whole time. Not your shit, though, just the thought. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So, okay, can I, can I go then? Now? Yeah, fine, I guess. I mean, I've, I've, I've got to also get back to the bathroom. <laughs> So. Great, I'll, I'm going to make a sandwich. Okay. Thanks for that. Enjoy, enjoy your sandwich and don't think about my shit. Oh, well, okay, I'm not having a sandwich anymore. <laughs>